Good morning. Yeah. Man, if that doesn't touch your heart, um, you may want to check your pulse uh, to see if you're still alive. Well, uh, this morning before I get started, I I just want to take time out to celebrate the leadership here at this phenomenal church. Let's celebrate the leadership. Yeah. Leadership that truly values people. Uh, I want to read a passage of scripture. Uh, It's found in Luke chapter 15, verses 3 through 7. And I just want to dive right in. It says, So he spoke this parable to them, saying, What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 just persons who need no repentance. Let's pray. God, you are everything. Uh, Sometimes I personally don't even believe I have enough words to express uh, your goodness, grace, and sovereignty. Uh, Lord, just speak to us in this moment and this time of reading your word. Uh, Show us that you're you're real, but also remind us how important the one is to you. It is in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. And the church said, amen. If I could be honest, over the last uh, few months, I've been asked one question over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, I was asked this question this past week. There was a journalist uh, sitting in our offices in College Park, and she looks at me um, and she says, uh, Terrence, how, how do you, why is it that you give of yourself in the way that you do? Uh, why does your family sacrifice uh, the way that you guys do uh, in order to be a, a voice for the overlooked and it's almost, it's hard for me, guys. I, I, it's hard for me to separate my, uh, my faith uh, from what I do on a day-to-day basis uh, down at Love Beyond Walls. And, and I said, yeah, yeah, I, I've, I've slept under bridges. I, I, and as a matter of fact, I lived under a bridge as a, as a homeless person, if, if you could bring that picture up. Uh, I slept on the bridges. I ate out of trash cans. I identified with uh, the poor. I begged for money with my homeless friends uh, because some of them were actually begging for money just to get medication uh, because they didn't have access to health care. And yeah, yeah, I, I walked across the city. Yeah, I walked across the city uh, to bring attention uh, to homelessness survival. And many people joined uh, along the way. And at the end of this walk, it was, it was kind of local. Uh, we were able to get 12 people people off of the streets just by bringing attention to this, to this homelessness survival, what it means to really survive as a homeless person. And then, you know, I, I met some kids who were impoverished in schools and they were poor and they didn't have access to other clothes. And so I asked my wife, could I donate all my clothes to charity and uh, leave myself one outfit to identify with these kids? And I did that. And I emptied out my closet and I wore one outfit for nine 
90 days. And at the end of it, we started building closets and schools for Title I school kids uh, to ensure they had something to wear. And then, uh, yeah, I live on top of a bus uh, for an entire month uh, to convert it into a mobile makeovers unit uh, to ensure that people who are experiencing poverty and homelessness had access to grooming services. It was hard. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I walked across the country uh, from Atlanta to Washington, D.C. to bring attention to the poor. And then I, I lived in a shelter uh, that was closing. Yeah, I, I slept on a hard bunk beds and experienced the bed bugs and experienced uh, people uh, putting my friends out of the shelter and all sorts of things. And, and then, yeah, I, I wore a sign uh, to bring attention to uh, people without jobs uh, because our organization sometimes makes connections to uh, connect people back to uh, these people to ensure they get jobs. And then, yeah, I, I walked across the country again. And, and this lady asked me, why, why would you do all of that? And if I'm honest, I had to respond in this way. I, I had to say, man, it, it was just for the one. It was for the one. Because the Bible says that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. It was for the one. Every campaign that I've ever done, every sacrifice that my family has ever made has all been for the one. Why? Because Jesus Christ came to this earth to die. He hung on a cross. He was buried. He was killed. He rose in three days for the one so people could hear the good news and the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. It was for the one. It's for the one. In fact, whenever we encounter Jesus in the New Testament, he's always dealing with the one. He shows us the power of the one. He shows us the power of the one when he told the adulterous woman to go and sin no more. He told the man at the pool of Bethesda to get up and walk. He healed the leper. He spoke a word and the centurion's servant was healed. He told Lazarus to come forth. Even though he was in the tomb, he healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law. He was with the woman with the issue of blood and he healed her. He raised Jairus' deceased daughter from the dead. And this is, this is what blows my mind. When he gave up his spirit on the cross, he gave it up so me and you would not be the enemies of God, and we would stand justified through the sacrifice of his good works on a rugged cross. That's why we do what we do, because we are about the one. The one needs to hear the gospel. The one is the one who's dispossessed. The one is the one who's disinherited. The one is the one who needs to know and understand that no matter what the world says, God has given his only begotten son so they can receive the good news and be reconciled with our father in heaven. Why? Because God is good. God is great. God is glorious. God is a refuge. God is strength. God is comfort. God is peace. God is everything we need him to be. And the one needs to hear it. The one needs to hear it. And what qualifies a person for being the one? And it's simple. It's this. If they stand in need to be loved by God. 
That's what qualifies a person of being the one. And in the the scriptures that I just read, Jesus is talking to religious leaders about this good shepherd that lost one sheep who would be willing to leave the 99 just to save the one who was lost. He's telling this story to religious leaders of his time because they had a problem with him eating with sinners, people who were overlooked, people who were down and out, people who were dispossessed, people who were disinherited. And Jesus is saying, yo, guys, no, no, no. Let me tell you this story just to change your perspective, to give you some perspective of what God has to say. And isn't it funny how we're, we're not careful? We can fall into the category of the religious leaders, right? Uh, judging people and distancing ourselves from the very ones that God is saying, I need you guys to show love to. Jesus is saying a good shepherd will leave the 99 in order to rescue the one who was overlooked. And I remember walking on my journey uh, to Memphis and I met Chris. And I'll never forget it. He was the one. Uh, He was a veteran in this country, and when I walked, uh, something just told me to stop, and I turned toward him, I said, what's going on, man? He says, man, I've been praying for food for a week, for food. He's saying, man, I, I didn't have any connections to get my, my, uh, my, my benefits, and it's taking so long, so on and so forth. And I sat with him. I, I just said, man, let's, let's go eat. Let's go eat. Let's hang out. And... Uh, Long story short, we stared his story and somebody was able to connect him to the VA. And the very next day he had an interview and uh, they got him set up where he's no longer on the streets. It's all about the one. And why is it such a challenge to reach the one? And we can look at this scripture. One, one sometimes seems unimportant, right? Why would a good shepherd leave 99 sheep to go just after one? You got 99 sheep. Why would you leave 99 sheep just to go after one? And sometimes we look at the one and we say, man, the one is so unimportant. But God is showing us through this passage of scripture that all the ones are important. The ones who are struggling to make ends meet. The ones who are considered refuge. The ones who are far from God. The ones who are poor. The ones who are overlooked. The ones who are neglected and abused. Those are the ones because it says this good shepherd would leave 99 and pursue the one just so that one could be rescued. And you also know it's a challenge because the one is not convenient. Man, I love this passage, but it's also challenging because it says, man, this, this good shepherd, he leaves the 99 in the wilderness and he pursues the one. Guys, that means he makes himself uncomfortable. He literally makes himself uncomfortable. He could have just sat and stayed with the 99 and maybe the other sheep could have had another uh, little lamb (laughs) and the 100 would be replaced. But it also suggests that God is concerned about all of his creation, hearing the good news and the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, the one may seem unimportant, and yeah, the one may seem like it's not convenient, but isn't it amazing that God cares for each and every one? And more than ever, church, we have an opportunity 
to look at the one, to love the one, but also to be a light in this world, the salt of the earth, a city set on a hill so that people can experience the tangible love of Jesus Christ. And it's also a challenge because the one is not celebrated enough. We live in a culture that counts digits and numbers. We celebrate huge numbers. We celebrate tons of followers on social media. We celebrate being too busy and having all of the check boxes lined up. Um, and we celebrate all of this. And, and it, just, it just seems like one is not being celebrated enough. But the Bible said that, man, like all of heaven rejoices when one is found, when one is rescued, when one hears the good news, when one is loved, when one is able to come back to the family of God and receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and be restored back to a right relationship with God. You know, one is not celebrated enough. And if I could tell you, man, the one is important and we should care about the one because if we really would make the one important, it would mean another homeless person would have somewhere to stay at night. It would mean that a refugee is shown love when they have been displaced. It would mean people who are hungry would have a meal. It would mean people who had, had, had this feeling of abuse and dark and of pains would feel loved and valued and feel that God is still a God that's able to restore them. It would mean that children who are fatherless and motherless would feel the tender touch of God's love through the family of God. That is what it means to pursue the one. But how do we reach the one? You know, we got to use the lift principle, and it's basically this. Sometimes we may have to leave and let go of our comfort zone. <laughs> There's a huge point in this passage that this shepherd is willing to let go of the comfort zone. He's willing to, like, put himself on the line as a, as, as, a, as, a, as a good shepherd, as one who would go and reach the lost, because that's what we're called to do. That's what God has equipped us to do. The moment we receive Jesus Christ, I believe in the priesthood of all believers, we have this, we have this love that has been showered down on us, and it should overwhelm us to the point where we want to share this love with everybody. Let me ask you something. When was the last time you left your comfort zone to love somebody that was unlovable? When was the last time you left your comfort zone to love the one that was overlooked, the one that was down and out, the one who was in desperate need of the love of God? Sometimes we have to leave our comfort zone. And leaving our comfort zone may be volunteering. Leaving our comfort zone may be talking to somebody that you wouldn't talk to normally. Leaving our comfort zone would be seeing somebody in distress and saying, because God loved me, I want to extend that love to that person. The I will stand for involve yourself with people who aren't like you. Sometimes it's about crossing the line. Sometimes, man, the Bible says it, it, we ha we've become fishers of men. 
Paul says, man, I'll become anything that I have to to reach people so they can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. How many of you know that God literally cares about the one? It should burn and break your heart. You want to know why? Because you were once the one. You were once the one who was standing as an enemy of God, that God sent his only begotten son and you heard the glorious gospel because somebody decided to love you and share the good news with you. And since you've received that good news, it's now our obligation to look at people who are poor, to look at the refugee, to look at the person who's dispossessed and disinherited and tell them in their face, there's a God that's hovering over this universe that loves you so much that he gave Jesus. Involve yourself with people who aren't like you. The F would be figure out ways to walk with people and not for people. We're not trying to take somebody else's journey and walk for them. We're not trying to take somebody else's problems and make them our problems where we're like, well, we're uh, just, just when helping hurts, right? We're trying to, like the, the man said in the video, we're trying to fill this gap because people just need relationships. I'm willing to bet you that every person in here who's heard the gospel that was once the one heard the good news through what? Relationship. Because people said they were going to invest, they were going to spend time, they were going to walk with you. And we are called as the body of Christ to look out and have these eyes that says, man, we're going, we're going to see who we could love and share this good news with because we have a life-changing message called the gospel. And the F would be this. The T would be this. Testify and share the goodness of God. Many of us have one stories. You'll be amazed at the number of people who will sit and listen you to what God has done in your life if you would open up and share. Because God is concerned about the one who is down and out. And we have a message of restoration to restore. But not only do we have this message, many of us have experienced this message. I would challenge you, church, to share, share what God has done in your life. And, and here's the flip side of this. Some of you in this church may be the one who's been overlooked. You may feel like you've been the lost sheep. And I just want to take a moment to even speak to you that God cares so much about you. He cares so much that he would leave the 99 just to pursue you and tell you that he loves you through his son's sacrifice. How many of you have felt lost and feel like you're the one that hasn't been found? How many of you can identify and you'll say, Terrence, man, I, I, want, I was once the one, but I, I heard the good news and it was the good news that restored me. 
And I was able to overcome depression or manage my depression. I was able to get back up after a divorce. I was able to continue going forward after I experienced a job loss. I was able to continue to build my faith strong in a God that is still alive. Do you guys know that we serve a God that is still alive and God is still saying, I love the world so much that I gave Jesus so I could build my family of God, so I could be in relationship with you. That God should fire you up because it fires me up every time I think about what Jesus has done for me. I want to share with everybody who's ever felt down and out, who's ever lived on the margins. I want to tell them that Jesus can restore. Jesus can heal. Jesus can save. Jesus can pick you back up and set you on solid ground so you can continue to live this life. So you can radiate the glory of God. But it starts with the one. I want to pray. We close out. God, you know all about the one. In fact, you know about the one so much that you gave your son Jesus. And the scripture says that whosoever believes, it's an open invitation that whoever believes in Jesus has, has, has an opportunity to join the family of God because you love the one. And God, there may be some people here today that feel like they are the one. Would you remind them that you love them as well? Would you remind us who are a part of the family of God that we still have been commissioned to go to the world and make disciples to love the one? Would you break our hearts to share the gospel and allow it to just become so infectious that we want to share it with everybody that we come in contact to with because your love is that great. What Jesus did on the rugged cross is that great. And God, we believe that you are going to use us and raise us up to see more people experience the good news. We love and thank you. It's in Christ's name we pray and ask it all. Amen.